Waves in the Finiverse. In some ways, we say it's not so much about the technology. It is about culture and mindset, the way of doing things. In the context of digital assets, and specifically, you know, talking about DeFi, and, and we think digital assets are here to stay. I'm not saying Bitcoin's going up or down. I'm saying digital assets are here to stay. We need to build a robust infrastructure, and we need trusted people to operate that infrastructure in a safe, robust, compliant way. Part of our DNA is that we know what it takes to operate in a hyper-regulated environment. That's not a bad thing. It's part of our DNA. A number of fintechs will also have sustainability at, at the core. Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, the host of a podcast brought to you by Finiverse. We're talking with the wave makers that are creating ripples, waves, and tsunamis across finance, crypto, fintech, Web3, and beyond. Listen weekly to hear the change makers talk firsthand about their experiences in this dynamic industry. Welcome back to the Waves in the Finiverse. I'm joined by Alec Manson with SC Ventures. That's part of Standard Chartered, but it's a somewhat new business unit. Can you introduce us to SC Ventures? Sure. Thanks, Walter. SC Ventures is a business unit of Standard Chartered, We're backed by Standard Chartered. Um, we build ventures outside of the bank. We experiment with new business models. We do things slightly differently. We also serve as a platform for the bank to transform itself. And we work together in partnership with a number of fintechs, be it in the context of the ventures we built or in the context of the bank. And at times we invest in these partners. Right. So earlier, someone might have called this an incubator or a co-development space. I'm not sure what people want, you know, would want to call it. You know, we certainly incubate ventures. That is correct. We, we operate them to some extent as well. Um, we, we also behave like investors in the sense that, you know, everything has to have commercial viability and make financial right. sense. And, and we also, and that's very important, serve as a platform for the bank to transform itself and also engage with its partners, engage with fintechs, engage with, uh, with, with you know, other players that will help us transform the industry and reward the DNA in banking. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you that question because you had said you're looking to rewire banking DNA. Yeah. Now, what do you mean by that? So first it's banking. So we we obviously focusing on our bank in the first instance, but we think if we do a good job, we'll take banking with us, including the whole ecosystem, its stakeholders, policymakers, and the likes. There's a lot to do there. Yep. Um, second, there's an element of it's about technology. Technology is a very critical enabler. So rewiring has an element of digital, and that's important. But most importantly, it's about business models, meaning people, business, the way they do business, culture, mindset, DNA. So DNA is here in some ways to say it's not so much about the technology. It is about culture, mindset, the way of doing things. Okay, so you're coming from the world of CFI or centralized finance Absolutely. and everyone yeah. talks about DeFi. How is the bank adjusting to the future of finance? The bank has been adjusting for a number of years already, right? The bank is eminently aware of the fact that society is evolving and society has expectations from financial services and banks in particular that mm. banks better fulfill. And, uh, and so we're, we're very intent on ensuring that we fulfill society's expectations of finance. That means we have to serve clients the way they want to be served, the way they need to be served. And that's across a number of different spaces, be it consumers wanting to integrate lifestyle and digital banking, mm. be it 
um, SMEs, world trade, supply chains, which are so critical to the growth of you know the markets where we operate and GDP pretty much everywhere. And in the context of digital assets, and specifically, you know, we're talking about DeFi, and, and we think digital assets are here to stay. I'm not saying Bitcoin's going up or down. I'm saying digital assets are here to stay. I'm saying the metaverse is going to become an integral part of our lives, and we better, you know, accept that fact first, but also embrace it. Yeah, no, I think once an industry starts to digitize, it's very hard to go back. I'll probably never buy music in a traditional format again. That's that's an interesting point. It's it's hard to reverse things. So so we say sometimes you cannot uninvent fire. You can learn to deal with it, make it not dangerous. But the day humans invented fires, they you know it's it's it's, it's there. And this is true of pretty much every major innovation we've you know we've seen over the course of history. Digitization is one of them, and the way we we live our lives today is is, is has evolved and will continue to evolve. Oh, and but certainly since COVID, the way we work, the way we bank, the way we operate has changed considerably. Major accelerator, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so much of technology has been adopted in the last three years. It's fantastic. COVID has been obviously tragic for so many people yes. and and and, uh, and and many families and and uh, of different ways one silver lining is it was an acceleration for lots of innovation you know a chief innovation officer you know couldn't have done it better in some ways sort of in terms of digital adoption digital acceptance the way e-commerce has has grown and and uh, and that, that that is inexorable you know serving the online economy obviously is one of our themes and and uh, that, that that has accelerated in the last Alex, few years the toothpaste is out of the tube it's not going back so it's we, gonna keep moving so, so now, we agree since SE Ventures Fund opened in 2018, you've got more than 30 ventures, 22 portfolio companies, more than 2,700 fintechs in your community. And I may have the numbers wrong, but it's clearly grown. What criteria do you deploy when deciding to work with or invest in particular technologies and companies? So an element of relevance. An element, so what we define as relevance, by the way, your numbers aren't that wrong. It's, it, and, and yes, you're <laughs> good, right. Good, from, good. From, from nothing four years ago, it's, it, it has grown. It has become meaningful, which, which we're you know, humbled by. Congratulations. And, and it's a privilege to be at that, you know, at that, at that juncture. But the, the, the point is relevance. We want to rewind the DNA banking means being relevant to societal needs and clients need, serving clients the way they want to be served. The themes I've outlined, be it digital assets, SME supply chains, digital banking, sustainability, obviously, financial inclusion, are themes, and we build ecosystems along these themes of ventures, which we've created, partners we work with, fintechs we engage with. These are very powerful in their own right, but as an ecosystem that plugs into each other, a capability into a venture, a venture into a bank, a bank with a partner, they become infinitely more powerful and I would say transformationally powerful for industry. That's how we deploy capital. Okay, Alex, uh, there are some 60,000 attendees here at Singapore FinTech Festival. We've got six halls. Uh, it will take you quite a while to make the march from one end to the other. What are the technologies that excite you? What are you looking for today? I go back to our themes and and, uh, and and going, you know, less about what I'm excited about and more what clients need and, and are excited Great. about. So and so, 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 and it's needs space for a start. We've talked about metaverse and 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 uh, and, and Web three. Yep. The, the infrastructure around this is being built, and I think this is very important. Um, we predict that this is going to become an integral part of our lives. But for this to happen, for mass adoption to adopt, and for institutional adoption to to to, to happen. We need to build a robust infrastructure and we need 
trusted people to operate that infrastructure in a safe, robust, compliant way. That's very important. That is attractive to us and we're investing in that space. Yeah, no, definitely, Alex. We understand that, you know, uh, fintechs is an ecosystem and there are providers offering different tranches or slices of the solution and it requires someone to knit it all together. An element of that, and you know what, the, the power of that is, is, is pretty much as you articulated, they're little nimble actors, sometimes they're very small, they're startups, sometimes they're large established corporations or banks. But the point is they're all different actors of an ecosystem. Today, technology enables us to plug things into each other very seamlessly, very quickly. And this is a lot more expedient than, say, buying something, buying a company, which has a whole host of cultural and integration issues. So building these ecosystems of actors, orchestrating it to some extent, but importantly, putting it all together is exactly what we set out to do. Now, on one of my business, many business trips, I came home with a a fake Legos for my son, and he was horrified. Um, All of the pieces fit together, but they don't quite snap in how do you make sure the ecosystem is seamless <laughs> across all of these different elements and plugs quality control yeah. um in and uh in, as a banker i was like compliance which sounds a little you know uh, pedestrian but it's very important you know, yeah. the, the, the fact that we have standards that are being worked on and to me this is part of infrastructure in a broader sense regulatory frameworks, standards, people agreeing on doing things in a certain way, the way we're going to use an API and call an API or plug a capability into an open-ended platform, open architecture platform. They're they're part of the infrastructure that we use to make things work so we don't have that legal problem and things really fit together. And I certainly know at institutional level, it's so important that things are regulated and, and looked after, but it seems a little bit contrarian to the spirit of blockchain which was supposed to be getting us away from centralized finance and providing us decentralized tools. I get it. It's not inconsistent, though. It's not inconsistent. We we, we can operate in a decentralized way. We can always... To certain also, standards. To, to, to certain standards, exactly. Yes. And there's an element of, of understanding that these things are not, not only not incompatible, but actually they, they go together. And so a lot of what we do, we'll say, well, you know, part of our DNA is that we know what it takes to operate in a hyper-regulated environment. That's not a bad thing. It's part of our DNA. And so we bring that to the table. There may be a cost associated with it. We, we might slow down a venture of ours here and, here and there. But the positive differentiation associated with providing something at institutional grade, bank grade, is worth it. If it weren't worth it, then we shouldn't be doing it. But th- this, is, this is part of what we do. Absolutely. Now, we're at a juncture where the um, fintech isn't necessarily environmentally friendly because we have, you know, crypto accounts for more carbon emissions than the whole of the Philippines. Um, How can banking increase sustainability in the fintech sector? Obviously, we've talked a lot about the environmental impact of, of cryptocurrencies a lot of this is you know being worked on and being you know being addressed by the industry itself won't get into that you know generally i would say that you know first sustainability is one of the overarching themes i would argue that 100 of the ventures we incubate have something to do with esg one way or another be it financial inclusion being sustainability be the environment essentially doing well by doing good is a very important thing and you know a bunch of purpose 
minded people will want to know that they get out of bed in the morning to do something that is worthwhile, worth doing for the world and society. That's the way you operate. Number of fintechs will also have sustainability at, at the core, right? Can we match deposits from digital banks with a green loan book? Can we provide ESG forensics on a supply chain? If I can provide ESG forensics on a supply chain, can I help manage it? Can I make it more financeable? Can I trade these things, et cetera, et cetera. So, so the number of our ventures will actually have sustainability at the core of their business model, which is another way to think about it. It's so nice to see the rise of purpose uh, uh, and the importance that uh, companies are placing on it. And it's super important. And remember, financial services as, you know, as, as a very important member of society have a role to play. Now, Alex, I really regret that we're here in a podcast booth at Singapore FinTech Festival when we really should be meeting in the metaverse. Uh, so tell me, how do you see the potential for the metaverse and what does that mean within SC Ventures and some of the companies you're looking at? Well, first, that sounds like a date, right? So <laughs> we will meet in the metaverse. We will at, most at definitely do so, so. So that's a pledge right here. Okay. Um, you know, th- th- then then metaverse is, is obviously going to play a role in our in a in, in, in our lives it's a, a bit of an analogy with web 2 where we started developing an infrastructure a long time ago which over time was leveraged across many many things and we don't even question what happens when we hit send to send an email and and the whole infrastructure behind it i would argue that today we are building infrastructure which will be leveraged across many use cases do we know exactly what the use cases are no you know, at the moment, lots of gaming in the metaverse. Do we know what you know what what it'll be useful for? Well, I, I'd guess healthcare. I'd guess education. Certainly, financial education is one of these things. What I do know is our clients care. I do know that our be it consumers or be it corporates, they care because things will happen in the metaverse. As a result of which, we as an industry need to care. And we need to be prepared to operate in that space. And that's exactly what we're doing. That's why we bought a bit of land in the metaverse in, in the Hong Kong sandbox. That's what we're building that space. In fact, in cooperation with partners of ours, not just to put a logo or an avatar, which is interesting for five minutes, but you know, at some point you, you want something to do. At some point, we may spend more money on our avatars than we spend on ourselves. Yeah. And they will have financial needs. And that is driving a whole bunch of new new needs, but also new businesses for for every industry I can think of. Yeah, no, I heard a great uh, story of being able to create, say, an island in the metaverse that everyone wants to come yeah. to. And if it proves to be very successful, you could lease out a portal where people who have less popular islands would provide entryway so you could monetize your successful island in the metaverse and where better to bank than with standard chartered in the metaverse uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> and, and and for the time being i think people are learning yeah you know, versus monetizing a lot of these use cases the use cases will emerge yeah. um and uh, and that learning is absolutely important waves in the finiverse the podcast Speaking to the people making waves in finance, fintech, crypto, Web3, and beyond. Okay, and um, what are some of the hot areas that you're getting into or looking at investing in? What are some of the technologies that intrigue you? So back, back to the themes um, the, the, and, and the, the technologies would be derived from them, right? So we believe in integrating people's lifestyles and e-commerce and transactions and financial services. 
People don't want to go to a bank just for the sake of going to a bank. They live their lives. They do things that transact. They need financial services embedded in this. The online economy has grown, you know, as we said earlier on the back of, of, of the pandemic, but for a variety of other reasons, we need to do a good job serving these industries. So a whole, a whole array of ventures and capabilities in that space. We believe digital assets are here to stay and we're building this infrastructure to, to, to make it happen in terms of institutional and then broad scale adoption. And then SMEs will trade supply chains. Um, trade is good. Trade is important. Trade is a factor of welfare and GDP growth, which the world still needs. And, uh, and so building, building an ecosystem for SMEs and you know, serving the forgotten middle well. So technologies that are applicable in that context, plenty. Obviously, very little get, doesn't have it to do with data science, right? Data science is omnipresence. There's an element of ingesting the data. There's an element of keeping it safe. There's also an element of putting it to good use. And data science, you know, which people talk about AI, ML, etc., is absolutely at the heart of pretty much everything we do in terms of the ventures. Infrastructure, I've talked about it, um, and 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 you know, we can't say it enough. You know, if if we hold cryptocurrencies, someone has to keep them safe. If we if we trade them, it has to be done in a certain way. Um, so the whole infrastructure for digital assets is 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 uh, is is very important to us. And then you know, I I I would say we've talked a lot about you know blockchain and and uh, and you know, which is essentially the next generation of ledgers. We've talked a lot about cloud computing, which is you know the the, the, the way you know so, 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 the so, way so, forward, yeah, the, the way forward, the, the way so much happened. They, I, I I would I would broad include these technologies as part of the you know the broader concept of infrastructure for the future, which you know we banks, financial services, generally speaking, the economy has to learn to deal with and evolve and and uh, and uh, you know all of these technologies and capabilities are relevant to us today now alex um i can only imagine that if you were to bring a portfolio of fintechs and DeFi companies and blockchain companies into a traditional bank, uh, you might uh, see looks of incredulity uh, and how, you know, Standard Chartered being a large conservative global organization has um, its own style. How are you helping make the change from within? Sure. So, so Standard Chart, you know, by the way, may, may be large. It's uh, in, in we're bank, therefore we're conservative, but we're also pioneering and and have a history of you know operating in really difficult markets, which is you know quite audacious. So so there's an element of culture even in banks. You know, it's in Standard Chartered is by no, no means the only one. Even in banks, you know, people take risks and and they want to move forward as opposed to 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 live in the past. That you know, I think is an important point to make. I think it applies to most. Corporate clients, corporates, corporates we deal with as well. Um, the, the 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 answer to your question though is it's very difficult to change an established business model from within when you think the change requires a different business model. And so the challenge is not so much that people don't want to change or are conservative. The challenge is that setup in a certain way to you know they operate in a certain way and that setup doesn't lend itself to operating in a different way. And that is why we built SC Ventures as the combination of working outside the bank and working inside the bank. And we think the combination of these things is transformationally powerful. This is a flow of information, there's a flow of people, to some extent there's a flow of capital between, between both. But the point is outside the bank is the place to operate different business models that can 
down the line be emulated, replicated, perhaps simply you know, taken into account by by the existing business model. And and the bank is a source of inspiration, ideas, clients, people in the bank sort of bringing us ideas, things that, that they want to do. And that virtuous cycle of information flow is, is, is very, very powerful. But the point goes back to you have to operate both inside and outside if you're going to operate a successful corporate transformation. Now, Alex, with our um, millions of listeners, or perhaps thousands of listeners, um, there are millions. many, many founders yeah. and companies, scale-ups, etc. What is the kind of organization that should be reaching out to you and you should be hearing from as potential partners with SC Ventures? So the, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a broad question. It depends a little bit on the activities of these companies and so forth. But, you know, I think generally speaking, we're absolutely looking for partners in everything we do. They can be partners that help us scale a venture. They can be partners that can help us add capabilities to the bank or a venture we're building, that, capabilities that we don't have. We don't really want to build anything to the extent it exists already. And so to the extent these capabilities are out there, then we'll engage, we'll never try and replicate them if they exist, we'll incorporate them and work together with these partners. All the portfolio companies that we have where we invested minority stakes are companies we work with one way or another. And they're capabilities that are relevant for the ventures we're building, for the bank itself, for the themes we want to invest along. Well, fantastic, Alex. It's really been uh, eye-opening to understand more about SC Ventures and how you're um, uh, revolutionizing uh, and bringing in these new technologies and giving them a home within uh, a very progressive bank. That's uh, bravo to you. I like the concept of a home. That's, that sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds does. nice. Maybe virtual. <laughs> but, it, but it's it's a home still. Home and is where the Wi-Fi auto connects. Exactly. And I hope <laughs> as many people as possible will feel comfortable there. Tracks in the Finiverse. Now, Alex, uh, we uh, try to end our program with a segment we call Tracks in the Finiverse. So when you think of the metaverse and the future and money and technology, is there any music that's playing in the background what song would you like to take with you into the finiverse you know it's, it's it's going to be care intuitive but you know i would start saying you know it's classical music this is what i listen to all the time where whether i work out or you know otherwise it's you know classical music and then you think of the metaverse as you know it's very exciting it's vibrant there's a lot of things going on it's a little confusing so we'll slow down a bit and i would say it's the first prelude of bach's well-tempered Okay, well, that is a, a phenomenal track to take into the Finiverse. Alex Manson, uh, heading SC Ventures, part of Standard Charter. Great to have you on Waves in the Finiverse. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.